Hey guys, it's Mike at Narcoleptic Customs Podcast, episode 35. Woo! We're getting really close. I really feel like we can be somewhere in the mid 40s with some super cool guests um, right before Rocky Mountain Race Week. And then I don't know how many podcasts we're going to put out during that week. As many as people will talk to us, we'll be putting them out. I'll tell you that much. So here's what we got we are now a week and two days. From Rocky Mountain Race Week 2.0, we have the harness bar in the car. Uh, I'm putting the harness shoulder straps in today. Uh, I'm leaving work a little bit early today uh, to get that ready. I've got to take some tires out to our tire sponsor, Hawassi Tire and Lube. Uh, Jarrett Rubio out there is taking care of some tires for us. Uh, For the trip, we're going to take an extra set. And then I plan to go through the four that are on the car or the two that are on the rear of the car and the two that he's mounting and uh, just completely annihilate them and hopefully have to buy tires by the uh, end of the week at uh, some little podunk used tire shop somewhere, something like that. Um, I will tell you this, we have the rear tire sprayer. They are rerouted. We had them behind the tires. They're now in front of the tires, makes an awesome puddle uh, right where we'll be spinning the tire. So that's gonna be a ton of fun. If you haven't listened to episode 34 yet, you need to do that. It uh, it has Jonathan Sonecipher, Timmy Meehan, Mikey, and Jason Cunningham, um, all race week veterans, all drag week veterans um, that kind of give you an idea of prep. So on this episode, I call in Boo Kwamso, uh, Eli Gould, and the Martin family who are all also race week veterans, uh, just trying to get everyone that is going to do this event hyped for it and kind of get all of us noobs uh, prepared for it, to see what we're gonna need, to see what our co-pilots are gonna need, to see how everything works um, so we can get ready and just have an enjoyable time, make sure we have all the tools and parts that we're gonna need and, uh, and just really get to it. So I'm not gonna talk anymore. Uh, I will also be loading all of this stuff on our YouTube channel. Um, Most of the podcasts will go over there as well. Uh, We upload every Tuesday and Friday night at 7 p.m. During race week, I will try and edit as many videos as I can. Hopefully, I can get them edited daily. We'll see, though. I just don't know yet. Um, So that's the plan. Uh, We will post every day from here on out on TikTok. Uh, Instagram and Facebook to uh, all of our Narcoleptic Custom pages. Everything you find, everything social media that uh, we are in is Narcoleptic Customs. There's no question about it. Uh, Everything is one word except for Facebook, which is two because it's a business page. All right, guys, here we go. Let's get to it. Thanks. Okay, we are recording. All right, guys, you are in luck. We have the Martin family. These guys are amazing. They are huge supporters of the circuit stuff. And uh, obviously, I am so excited to take the chance to come on Rocky Mountain Race Week with you guys because I think you guys met Jonathan Stonecipher back like 2014 on Drag Week or something like that. Yep. So y'all have been a, a, a big part of our life in the drag race stuff since then. Obviously, I see you guys one maybe two times a year so uh, i'm excited to spend a whole week with everybody it's going to be i hope you're ready for some shenanigans i enjoy pranks and uh, and having fun so you're going to have a lot of fun oh uh, i'm so ready and uh, this time i won't be rushing around like a madman so 
<laughs> It'll be a blast. So uh, we'll get right into it. Um, you guys have been on several of these, so I'll let you introduce yourselves and then uh, definitely tell your car and the setup. Well, I'm a uh, Lewis Martin. I drive a 72 Chevelle. It's orange with black stripes. Uh, between Hot Rod Drag Week, I did from 2011 to 14. Then when Matt started uh, uh, Race Week, I've did them ever since. Uh, so I did five of them. This will be the sixth one of them. Wow. And That's cool. Uh, what, what, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm his, I'm his wife, Wendy. Um, I have done Hot Rod Drag Week in 2013, 2014 as co-pilot, and then done Race Week all the way through since 2015. So. Yeah, I'm Austin. I've got a 1982 Buick Regal. Uh, it's been on, what, three, four race weeks? Is that right? Yeah. It's been on four Rocky Mountain race weeks, and uh, three of them has placed top three, right? Mm -hmm. Three of them has placed top three in the small walk naturally aspirated class. And, uh, That's awesome. It's got a small block Chevy in it, so. That's what's up. And then what's the setup in the uh, your car, Lewis? Well, it's got a uh, standard bore. Uh, 400 small block. It's a dark block. Uh, the short block's been in the car since 2012, and it's probably got hundreds of nitrous passes on it. <laughs> it's uh, got a solid lifter cam, no roller, flat tops, runs on pump gas. Uh, on street a pretty car. good dose. Yeah, it, it's street car. I'll drive it anywhere, race it, and drive it back. Uh, <laughs> on a pretty good dose of nitrous, it's been 940 at 140. And uh, usually on Hot Rod Drag Week, I run the 11.0 class. Uh, so mainly I can run on motor and barely spray it just to try to keep it alive all week. So 11 second bracket car. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's awesome. So um, I guess that probably answers the question of are you guys uh, forever or never folks? I mean, I would venture to say you're forever folks. You'll yeah, find a way to do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When Matt and June decided to do Rocky Mountain Race Week, it really intrigued us that it was more of a family-oriented event. Um, they really encourage kids to come and do it as a family. And we have become like a huge family and have become to know Matt and June like you would not believe. Like, you know, we stay in contact with them all year. They're just, oh, that's it's, awesome. they made it a great event. Uh, yeah, I'm, excited. I'm excited to be a big part of it. Go ahead. We originally built my car. Me and my brother, we both wanted to go. Well, only three people can ride with him. So we traded this whole truck we had for my car. We built it in, what, two months, three months? Yeah, about a month and a half or so. A month and a half. And uh, took it out there. And it was running, what, 13s? We got it in the 12s, I think. Yeah. That's and awesome. it just progressed from there. Right. And then the, you know, this isn't just like, I try and grasp, get people that aren't necessarily like to the level of you guys are, obviously. I mean, you're road warriors, you know what I mean? You drive these cars and stuff. So I try and explain to folks that aren't really in that life, like, this is like 1,250 miles in a race car, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it, it's going to be fun. We're going to have GoPros all the time, and uh, I hope to document just a ton of stuff, and then next year end up with just lots and lots and lots more people um, as part of, I, I hope to be, in, you know, indoctrinated into this, uh, this Rocky Mountain Race Week family. So, so it, here's my question. 
leading up, because we're 10 days out now, uh, we're going to be seven when this drops. Uh, no, we'll be nine when this drops. So uh, should I be getting more sleep now because I'm not going to get any then or just go ahead and get my body used to four hours a night? Well, it's not going to be a sleep thing. It's going to be an eating thing. With, with, I mean, with the way they're doing it this year, I mean, I only sleep five hours a night anyhow, so it doesn't really affect me any. But uh, the way they're doing it this year where we're going to get up in the morning, drive during the day, then we're going to race that evening, then go to bed. It won't be so bad. It'll be more of a thing of when you leave your hotel in the morning trying to get to the track at enough time to make your passes, I mean, we probably mm -hmm. won't eat. I mean, we eat at the gas station. I mean, Mike That's the best food eating. ever. Yeah, we, we eat at the gas stations. So. so if you're lucky enough to have enough time to stop at a McDonald's and get a burger, you've done good. Yeah, get, get a whole <laughs> bunch of burgers and then just throw them at people as they're coming by because they're not eating either. Oh, it, it's crazy. Well, Beef, I, turkey, uh, and water. Well, like on the, regular, on the regular race week where Matt has the drive days in there, there's a few days you can, you know, hit a steakhouse and stuff like that. But uh, this is going to be different because you're driving and racing on the same day, and we usually don't do a yeah. lot of that. So that it'll be interesting for sure. I'm excited. That's why we're bringing the cart this time and not the old truck because I just want simple, easy cruising. You know. Yeah. So and sunburned. It's so sunburned. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. what is a tool or part that you guys typically need that uh, you? always say I'm going to bring that and then you forget it what, what's something that we should be looking to put in our box one really simple thing that I forgot two or three years so far about every year is like a socket setter some screwdrivers <laughs> I, I, I concentrate so much on having like an alternator and a lot of times I carry a spare transmission uh, oh a spare gosh. ignition system and all that that I overlook the simple things I mean we will run off and forget you know one special tool we need for the carburetor or something and it's at the house I have to buy it every year you know, I've got like two or three ten dollar socket sets. I mean, I bought That's another awesome. one this year because I had to stock. That's awesome. So, uh, how many changes of clothes do you guys do? You bring clothes for the week, or do you do laundry during the week, or anything like that? So, on the regular race week, you have time to do laundry if if you're lucky. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. I always we always just bring enough for the whole week, but we usually leave like our change of clothes that we're going to have for the last day in the truck. So that's like mm. less weight in the car. That makes sense. That makes sense. And then, and then like dirty clothes, you know, leave whatever dirty clothes you can behind Just in, in the truck before you leave. <laughs> oh yeah. So, yeah. No, no, just uh, throw your underwear away every day and it helps on the weight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, at the end of the day, sitting in these seats that uh, don't breathe at all, I'm sure we'll just be chunking that stuff. I'll be throwing a bunch of stuff away. Well, on this deal here, we won't have time to do laundry. I mean, we won't have time yeah. for that. Yeah, so. I'm so excited. So um, have you guys, have any of y'all done it solo? Or has it always been with a co-pilot? We've always done it with a co-pilot. Um, give us a rundown of like, what a co-pilot should be doing, like what they, what are they, what should they be prepared for? Well, they should be reading the map so we ain't lost, but <laughs> they be reading the map and we're still lost, but we usually <laughs> find our way back. Uh, usually, I've been doing this so long, me and Carlos was the first two that had ever went on one of these things. 
And uh, so I don't know, everybody always wants to follow me now because Wendy reads the map. So nobody wants to have to read the map. Oh, so, yeah. so basically the co-pilot, her just trying to find gas stations, see how far, how many miles we've went. Cause you know, mm -hmm. some of us can only go a hundred miles on gas. Some of us go 150 miles on gas. So wow. she keeps track of all that. I mean, cause if you're solo doing it on your own, that'd be hard to do. Yeah. Uh, read the yeah. map, especially cause I've never had a map that's perfect. We've always had to take a wrong turn or something. And <laughs> you just never know. You read the map by yourself too then. Well, So as far as reading the map, what, what it is is they give you turn by turn steps. And sometimes mm. they're not always right. And, you know, or there's construction that wasn't there whenever they made the maps. So I have a road atlas as well as the directions they give Old us. School. Yeah. And I also have, you know, my GPS just in case. Mm -hmm. So, and then, like he said, I have to sit down and figure out mileage, you know, with, because we have usually 15 cars with us. Oh, yeah. So, you know. It's hey, you guys are approved for sure. Yeah. She'll she'll look ahead on her cell phone or the next town to see what gas stations, how many gas stations are there. What octane they uh, carry. Oh, we've run across a lot of towns out in the especially in the Midwest, which is odd because they grow corn there, but there's no E eighty five and a lot of them will have like eighty seven octane and that's it. Ooh. Race so, like to run on eighty seven octane. Wow, so. Some of them had eighty five octane. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah, it was Running bad. tractors out there? God dang. My <laughs> lawnmower won't run on 85. So uh, what is the, what's the hotel parking lot like at night? Because we're like, I'll, I'll tell everybody, listen, um, when we did all this, I just messaged Wendy and I was like, how do I, please tell me you can help me get rooms and all this kind of stuff. And she took care of it. She's amazing. So uh, I'll be paying you back with beer uh, if you drink beer. Or whatever oh, you yeah. drink, or food. <laughs> um, so what? But what are the hotel parking lots at night? I mean, like everybody hanging out, everybody in a room. What are we doing? So a lot of people hang out around the cars. You know, watch people pull in. You know, they talk about stories that happened down there on the road. Did you have any trouble? You know, what did you see? Did you see any crazy people? You know, have a few beers, kick back, relax for a little bit before you have to get up and. Well, she makes it sound so great, but uh, rebuild shocks, re, uh, change transmissions. Cardo's put pistons in his car in the parking lot. Okay, there is that. Uh, we've rebuilt everything in the parking lot. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. That's awesome. So last question I have for you guys is, uh, and being on the road as much as you have, I'm sure you've seen some. So let's get, like, maybe the, the top-level stuff here. What are the sketchiest roadside repairs y'all have done to get to the next track? Uh, me personally, I've never broke much stuff, so I really haven't had to make any sketchy repairs. Uh, but I, I travel with a bunch of guys that make a lot of sketchy repairs. Uh, Hank and them, uh, in his car, they changed lifters so many times on one drive that the silicone never dried. They would just pull it off and just stick the intake right back on. I mean, the gaskets are insane, you know. Uh, That's awesome. One, one time we jammed a socket between a rocker arm and a spring to hold the spring open. And I uh, took the push rods out so because it had burned a piston so we could uh, relieve the compression that way. Oh, geez. Brawl. Brawl. Oh, we, uh, 
We used a wire out of a brawl one mm -hmm. time to help Larry Larson fish broke lifters out of his truck uh, one year. Oh my side of the road. We did it outside the road with brawl uh, wire. He said he'd have never made it without it. That's awesome. The, the old underwire taking care of everybody. Yeah, it was. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, y'all, hey, I, I've got to get to Mike and them because i got to get back in the shop and get to work on the cart. Thank y'all so much. I, I'm so excited to be able to hang out with you guys uh, in a little over a week. So yep. we'll see you in Tulsa. Yeah. Hey, I'm pumped. We're going to do a few more of these while I'm, uh, while we're all together too. So, so get ready. Okay. All righty. Yes. Thanks. Thanks a bunch. Yep. Bye. Our guests, we have Mr. Eli Gould with us, uh, a Rocky Mountain Race Week and Drag Week veteran. I mean, how many of those things have you been on? Well, we've been able to do five drag weeks and uh, two Rocky Mountain Race Weeks now. Dude, that's awesome. I'm so yeah. jealous. So, I'll, uh, let's, let's start out with what is your, uh, obviously I just kind of introduced you there, but, uh, what's, give us your name and the car and class that you raced most recently. Yeah, my name's Eli Gould. I've come out of Oklahoma. This last couple of times we've taken a 60 Biscayne. It's a, we kind of call it skid mark half the time because it kind of looks like a pile of crap, but, <laughs> but yeah, we've been running really six well. shifts last that. Oh, cool. So what's the setup on that car then? I thought it was an auto. Oh, yeah, that car's got a LT1 junkyard motor that we used to run in the stock block shootout classes. And uh, so it's got the T56 from the Firebird, the 94 Firebird we, we drug everything out of. And yeah, we've been running. <laughs> That's it. awesome. So what's the fastest that car's been? It's been 1144 at 122. I mean, damn, that's fast. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a boat. It's an old four-door boat. It weighs about 3780, I think, with that combo. Dang, that's what's up. So, uh, being on so many, I guess this is probably a uh, an easy one to answer for you. But are you a forever or never guy? Like, will you always find a way to attend, or are you never going again? If there is a reasonable way to get there, I'll always be there. I look forward to it all year round. That's awesome. Yeah, we are. We're learning. I was with uh, Stone Cipher and Timmy the other night, and we just talked. They talked about just the family how you just are adopted into this group and everybody comes in and uh, you just end up with this gigantic family that you always try and get. It's like a reunion every year. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I see guys there that you only talk to once a year and you know, it's just like you just saw each other last week. That's awesome. So what is a tool that all of us newbies uh, need to, that you usually forget to bring and you end up having to buy? What's a, what's a tool or a part? Well, Ours might be kind of different because we're always bringing junk, but we always end up having to dig into the steering column and never have a steering wheel tool, a removal tool. That's, that's the first one. one. I'd that's say the first for most newbies, you definitely want to have at least a jack stand, maybe a piece of cardboard, something like that. But, you know, you're always going to end up on the ground. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about the cardboard side of things, but yeah, that's a great idea. That's awesome. Um, so I asked the guys the other night, and uh, I'll see what you say. So should we get a lot of sleep before the event because we're not going to get any, or should we just get our bodies used to not sleeping? Right. Uh, historically speaking, I usually go with no sleep for a week beforehand, but it's not my choice usually. But, no, <laughs> I, you're trying, I, trying to get the car ready? Yeah, that's usually <laughs> what ends up happening. So, But I would say get as much sleep as you can. If you're like me, you get pumped and excited and you can go for a while, you know, if you yep. get a couple two or three days in with only a couple hours a night, you know, you're starting to push it. It's best not to start that before you get there. there. That's a good point. That's a good point. So 
how many changes of clothes should we bring? I mean, like two outfit, two outfits. I'm talking about little kids, but yeah. like two changes of clothes a day. I mean, like I'll generally just do one. I'll make sure I got some junk T-shirts or something because I'll end up under something. But uh, yeah, I bring something for every day and one extra. I figure if it gets too crazy, I can always stop by a Walmart or something and grab some T-shirts and shorts right. or something if I have to. Um, that makes me think because like, will there be, I guess, will there be vendors and stuff that go along with this? Yeah, or just Yeah, a lot of times you'll have maybe like 13, 20 video. A lot of times we'll have like a mm -hmm. booth or, or uh, I know the race week trailer. A lot of times they always have T-shirts and stuff like that there, there yeah. too. So you end up with extras. But you don't ever want to ruin a new one. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you got to bring a couple junk ones. You know you're going to be under something. So. That's exactly right. So, um, do you per, have you ever done it solo? Have you ever done a race week or drive uh, solo? I've always had my brother with me. And so far, except for this last year, my dad has always followed the whole crew, followed the race oh, cool. along with another vehicle. So, you know, it ends up being a family deal for us. That's, that's kind of our excuse to make sure we spend some time together every year, you know, <laughs> everybody can't always be around each other. And it's just a right. good excuse for everybody, everybody to get together. That's awesome. So, so that leads me into the next question is what should a co-pilot be prepared for? Well, like, like, are they snack and radio and navigator? I'll tell you, I've never had a radio, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'd say GPS, you know, following your GPS and tagging along with the directions that you get. It's nice to be able to run a little bit ahead on the directions and figure out mm -hmm. what highway or what road you're actually turning on before you get there. Cause a lot of times maybe the directions won't be really straightforward and you'll end up driving right by something. But, yeah, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. The uh, need navigator need to be ready. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then uh, the, the last one here, because I know you're working and I, I appreciate you working this in. So what what's the sketchiest roadside repair you've done or seen uh, to, to get you to the track? Oh, or seen. Oh, man. That'd be a whole new deal going into what I've seen. <laughs> well, let, let's do the one. Let's do uh, the one you, you've completed. The one you've done. So I think in Drag Week 14, we uh, ate a turbo at Tulsa the opening day. <laughs> and ended up gutting the wastegate, pinching uh, vice grips on the turbine wheel and drove about 120 miles like that with a pair of vice grips on the turbo to keep it from oh spinning while we were trying to get back to somewhere where we could jerk it all off. And oh my gosh. We actually ended up pulling the entire turbo set up off, putting on headers and a nitrous plate and making it to Topeka the next morning about 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> And ran the rest of the week on nitrous. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. That, that is going to be a fun story because we're going to have you back. Um, I'm going to come up. I'd love to sit with you and your brother and your dad and uh, and go through all those stories. So uh, we'll let you get back to work. And again, dude, thank you so much for uh, for sitting with us. All right, man. Thanks so much. We'll all see right, you soon. All right, all right. You too. Bye. All right, guys. We have Boo. Boo, say your last name for us. It's Quamso. Oh, that is not how everybody pronounces it. No, it doesn't look like that. <laughs> so here's what we got. So Boo is a, a Rocky Mountain Race Week veteran, which is the kind of folks we're looking for uh, to help all of us noobs uh, get ready for the uh, Rocky Mountain Race Week 2.0. So Boo, why don't you tell us um, what you guys are, like who you're riding with uh, and what you're bringing and the setup on that car. 
Uh, I'm going to be going with uh, Jim Parkinson uh, for 2.0 uh, here in a couple weeks. Uh, we're going to take Jim's uh, Camaro BG. Uh, it's a second gen Camaro. It's a single turbo LS deal. I think it's going to be on E85. It might be on methanol. Uh, kind of depends on what he's able to get done and not get done. But uh, it was just kind of a spur of the moment deal for me. I talked to him a little bit earlier today and just decided to go with him. That's awesome. I'm, I'm excited. So this will be the most you and I have ever hung out ever. <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like we do the same stuff. Year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. So uh, what class are you guys running for 2.0? I think Jim's going to want to do ultimate radial again. Uh, oh, we talked sweet. a little bit about it at the beginning of race week this year, and he wanted to do the 850 class, but he's mm -hmm. kind of turbo limited. Uh, he's got a like antique air research turbo on the car, which it makes good power for what it mm -hmm. is, but it's just not really as capable as something newer and nicer would be even at the same size. So right. he wanted he, to run the he, 850 class, but I don't really think he's it's got a big in the other one. Right. He's got a big new turbo in the box in the floor when I was down on Sunday morning. So he said he wasn't even going to try and mount that one before this event because he said there's just too much to do before then. <laughs> Plus, you know, we're 10 days out. So, you know, yeah. a little nerve wracking. So uh, the question I've been asking everybody is, are you a forever or never participant? Uh, I'll definitely be a forever. Uh, the first time I did it, just at the end of the week, kind of sat back and reflected on it and realized it's the most fun I've ever had at a racetrack. Being there, driving it, just being around it, the whole atmosphere is really, really cool. That's awesome. And I can't wait. I can't wait. Because, like, when we went on the power tour, like, I only knew my brother and my dad. This one, I mean, I know a ton of people and am willing to talk to anybody that will listen. So we're going to do a ton of podcasts during the week, too, with everybody that's willing to talk. So uh, that, that leads me into the next question is what are the hotel parking lots like at night? And, uh, if yeah. I, have a if I have a cooler full of beer, am I the, the favorite guy around the, the parking lot? It kind of depends on where you're at and where everyone else is at. So the first year, uh, I did it with Jason and mm -hmm. we had everything planned out with, uh, Robert and Dylan and, they're way more organized than we are. So we stayed at a bunch of cool places <laughs> with a bunch of, you know, other racers there. And mm -hmm. it was really cool. This last year, uh, me and John didn't plan anything at all. We were just winging it and uh, <laughs> ended up kind of tagging along with Daryl Cole, a uh, guy in uh, Eastern Arkansas that uh, Jim knows. So he had rented a bunch of rooms out or reserved a bunch of rooms. So we just kind of said, Oh, Hey, we'll take it. So there That's wasn't awesome. any real, planning to it which it worked out great for us because we did such a poor job planning where we were going to stay <laughs> and a few of the times it was super cool there were tons of people out you know people that we knew or you know mm -hmm. had some internet notoriety I guess which which is really cool just to be around and then right. a couple other times I think we were in Great Bend and uh in Pueblo and both of those times we were in like skeezy little hotels that <laughs> we didn't want to have the car park anywhere but in front of the window that we were at yeah Jonathan said he slept one night uh like to where the with the window open to where he could see the car mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's funny so uh we'll we'll stay on that topic for a second what is uh what is your opinion should I be getting and all of us other new guys should we be getting a lot of sleep now or should we go ahead and get our bodies used to three or four hours of sleep a night? 
I'm a big fan of winging it, honestly. I didn't really prepare a whole lot. Uh, there were some nights that we didn't sleep a lot, but there were other nights that we got in at, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon and we could have done whatever we wanted. So wow, me and John cool. tried to kind of prepare for that a little bit. The mm -hmm. Mustang is kind of a brutal car. It wasn't really a very good street car. I <laughs> talk shit on Facebook and I call it a street car all the time, but for the most part, it's driven 30 or 40 minutes here and there. Yeah. And that, there's a big difference in street car around town and street car yeah. 1300 miles. <laughs> so by like the fourth day, uh, I was just getting abused. I was super tired, super hot, been sucking in E85 fumes for a while. So me and John kind of <laughs> just made the decision, Hey, we're going to go back to the hotel and we're going to sleep all night long and then have a worse drive tomorrow <laughs> instead of leaving right. out tonight. But for the most part, I, I think the Rocky Mountain Race Week format originally, uh, the one they did before, you have drive days, and you really mm -hmm. have enough time to get everything done that you want or need to get done. That's uh, awesome. This one's going to be following Drag Week's format because it's kind of the makeup for Drag Week. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be drive each day, race in the evening, uh, drive each day, race in the evening. So I think it will be a little bit more difficult on yourself, mm -hmm. but I probably wouldn't get too hung up on it. I, I would just say – keep doing what you're doing <laughs> sweet and i'm sure we'll be uh making a mad dash run there the last few days anyways to make sure we're all good and everything like that so i'm sure we'll be burning the candles at both ends on those days anyways so uh how many changes of clothes should people look to bring like one a day i mean you bring two shirts a day you know i brought enough to have seven days uh on the last trip and me and John actually did laundry at a hotel, uh, I think on day four or five. Um, That's mostly cool. just because I'm wearing a fire suit and it gets disgustingly hot in like a 20 layer <laughs> suit. So I went through like two t-shirts a day, pretty much every day. Wow. Um, but I also bought a couple while we were out. So 1320 yep. was out there selling merchandise. And uh, some of the people from Blueprint came to Carney, and I got a shirt from them also. So pretty cool deal. But That's cool. I would I would definitely plan for seven days if it's a five or six day trip like it's supposed to be. Just yep. a couple extra in case you got to work on the car and get nasty also. In case you're laying around on the ground or, you know, pulling a motor in a parking lot. <laughs> yeah, and we, we did that the year before last. <laughs> yep. We had a rough um, time. So what what's a tool or part that you usually forget to bring that you've had to buy? Uh, really just consumable stuff more than anything else. Uh, we did an oil change and had to go buy oil because you don't really think to pack stuff like right. that. Uh, the year before we broke Jason's transmission and uh, we had to go get transmission fluid and a transmission filter. And, uh, mm -hmm. We had to buy brake fluid at one point in time. But as far as tools, I mean, I've my car, every single thing can be done with a 10 millimeter or 13 millimeter, just like literally everything. So I right. didn't really pack a whole lot of tools. Um, and we had a trailer also, so there was a lot more opportunity to bring stuff with us. So we, we didn't really lack for anything uh, tool-wise. Uh, right. Canopy, I would say, is paramount. If you don't have something to get yourself out of the sun, uh, you're probably not going to have a good time. I think yeah. everybody needs to bring a canopy with them. Even if you know, you're doing road week, bring a canopy with you because it's going to be hot and you're going to be out there for a long time. Yeah, man. So we've got we got a big old white top canopy. I'm gonna bring it in some weights. Uh, yeah, something to weigh it down. That's something we've never done. We folded <laughs> one up at Pueblo last year and then lost one again 
uh, it might have been at Pueblo again, actually. Uh, it actually scraped across the car, which was really disheartening because it did put a scratch oh. in it. But, I mean, just one of those deals you kind of get in a hurry and get everything right. set up so you can go race. And we just had it flopped out there on the concrete, and it didn't want to stay. <laughs> yeah, so I talked to Eli Gould earlier and uh, asked him what, uh, you know, same questions. And uh, he messaged me afterwards, and he said, oh, man, I meant to tell you uh, – canopy weights some way to weigh the canopy down because he said we've folded three or four up on the trips they've been on so um so will this be the first time you've co-piloted i co-piloted for jason a uh, year before last oh, that's right. uh, with that's his right. truck so and have you, ever, have you ever gone solo i haven't done it by myself i took my mustang this year and i had stump cipher mm-hmm. as a co-pilot with me um, that's awesome Anything I've had, though, like my personal vehicle, I need help with. Uh, I'm kind of a child, and I'm <laughs> for sure going to tear something up without someone a little bit smarter or more responsible than me telling me not to. Well, that then, you know, hey, listen, I need somebody to hand me snacks and drinks and watch the map and, you know, tell me exactly. what and all that kind of stuff. So so what should a co-pilot uh, be prepared for for, uh, for some of the other guys? Just really there. making sure you have the route figured out before it's time to figure it out because June and Matt will sometimes or sometimes throw a wrench and stuff. You really can't just look at Google Maps and try and get it figured out because like at one point in time this last year, we had to turn around and go back probably, I don't know, 20 miles because we Dang. got on the interstate that they say to get on, but we didn't drive through the part of town that has a roundabout and the roundabouts oh, no. on it are kind of a deal. You'll you'll probably find out about that, but you, you'll yep. have to take like several trips around the roundabout and they almost always have a film crew out or, you know, someone helping put on the event out there That's awesome. and they pay attention to stuff like that. So if you're not yeah. on the route, you'd hate to get disqualified for something for a little oversight. So the, yeah, the co-pilot around think, the roundabout one time instead of twice. Yeah. I, I would say uh, maybe calm the person down. I, I get kind of the red miss deal occasionally when it comes to race car stuff. You get real angry or real frustrated or you want to do something dumb. So uh, I, I know Jason's the same way. We did it together and more than one occasion. It was not really needing to do anything other than say, hey, man, we're here to have fun. Just calm down. Like, it's not a big deal. If something right. breaks that we can't fix, you know, we can't fix it. You know, there's, yeah. there's no point in getting worked up over it. And that's part of it. So, right, and there's generally somebody there that can probably get you patched up to at least exactly. Oh yeah, get to the next place. Well, uh, the last one I got is uh, is what's the sketchiest roadside repair you guys have done to get to the next track? Me and Jason did some sketchy stuff the first year, and surprisingly, <laughs> like what should have been the most dependable vehicle. I mean, a 800 horsepower truck with AC and overdrive, and yep, you know, no no issues ever in the life of the truck. And the second day out, we broke a brake line somehow. And I think it's because we had the shocks so loose in the back uh, mm. to kind of try and make it not ride so bad with all the weight in it. Because we had a bunch of fuel jugs and tools and stuff that right. uh, it actually hit the axle against the frame and smashed the brake line. So oh, we, we crimped it off with uh, a pair of needle nose pliers and twisted it up on itself four or five times <laughs> on the side of the road and then just drove to the parts store. And of course I didn't have any pre-made ones. So we put yep. 60 or 70 loops in this thing to get it to where it wasn't too long. And then we kept going. Uh, That's awesome. We also broke his transmission um, and we rebuilt it in an aircraft hangar. Yeah. At, gosh, what track was it now? I don't even remember. 
uh, anyway. Yeah, he was telling that story. So I had him and uh, Timmy and Stone Cipher and Mikey the other day uh, on the podcast, and it drops tomorrow. And it's what made me think I need to do this and hit as many people as I can with quick questions. And I was going to come out to that and then, yep. you know, just get busy with I'll everything do. going on. So well, we're going to be gone for a week in a week. You know what I mean? So it's uh, I get it try and get as much stuff done at home. <laughs> My poor wife, I haven't been home and I'm out here working in the car tonight. So, um, well, dude, that's, that's all I've got. Um, if you think of something holler for sure, and I'll, I'll make sure I put it in. I'm, I want to get two or three more people on a quick one like this. And then, uh, I'm probably going to drop it on Saturday. That way we can, we can get a week ahead. So all of us other noobs can uh, run our, through our checklist. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, the only other thing I would suggest is to to try and test your cooling capacity at, at any point in time. If, if you have a chance to drive it when it's 105 degrees outside or whatever it's going to be, that was mine uh. and John's biggest fight this year was trying to keep the car cool. And, you know, you can test something for half an hour and see that it doesn't get too hot. But when you're going up and down hills when it's 100 degrees outside and don't really yeah. have an opportunity to stop – uh, we got everything super hot and then had to cool it off and then get it hot and cool it off. So uh, that see, was our biggest it. deal. And a lot of people probably don't really think about it since you're not yeah. going to be driving for four hours in your race car at any other time. Well, yeah. And just like we talked earlier, you know, a 30 or 40 minute street car is a lot different than a 200 miles between track street car. You know, yeah. that's a, that's a great point. Well, cool, dude. Well, man, I look forward to hanging out with you. I really do. I, uh, yeah, I think we're going to have a bunch of fun. That is for sure. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop recording now. We'll, we'll talk for just a second. All right, guys, if you're still around, I want to say thank you so much for listening. We certainly appreciate it, and uh, I can't wait to for you to hear what all goes down on Rocky Mountain Race Week. So, all right, thanks a bunch, guys.